Welcome to another episode of the Spoon Mob Podcast. This is another mini update episode with Chef Kevin Cottrell, who's returning to the podcast to talk about yukai, which just opened Greensboro, South Carolina. It's a Japanese izakaya-styled bar. Uh, they just opened it, like, basically middle of September. It was official, and then they did some soft stuff uh, before that. And obviously, Machete has been open, and that's primarily what we talked about the first time Kevin was on. And now that Yokai has opened, he wanted to come back on and chat about kind of that whole process. So we get into the soft opening, the grand opening, kind of future plans, what they have for it too as well. So super interesting concept. Awesome to see them kind of expand too as well. You know, Machete is... When you look at kind of restaurants in the Greensboro area, as we discussed on his previous episode, which I think was like episode 114 from earlier this year, talk about the food scene in Greensboro and how it's kind of overshadowed from you know Charlotte, obviously, but Raleigh a little bit too as well, some of the stuff in South Carolina. So it's not exactly a food destination, but they do really well there and they do something unique and creative too. I mean, I would recommend looking at their Instagram if you haven't. Um, the food looks amazing. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to try it next year when we have a trip kind of family get together thing planned uh down that way so and the train network in north carolina is like apparently fantastic you can get to all the major places on an amtrak train for like a couple bucks or something something crazy uh, i stumbled upon that i think on like tiktok or something one night and i was just kind of blown away by it so that's uh, another way to kind of get around the state of north carolina if there's stuff that you want to do somewhere else you don't have to drive or fly and have to connect through an airport just to get back down to you know the other side of the state or whatever you can follow kevin on instagram it's at kevin cottrell uh, you can also follow machete it's at machete gso and also yokai at Yokai GSO. Uh, there's another Yokai that will come up. Uh, that would be for Mark Zimmerman in San Francisco, as we kind of talk about towards the end, a little bit more of a Japanese kind of hi-fi style bar, but they also just opened recently too as well. So you can follow them too, but there are two Yokais. So just check kind of the ending of the name if you're looking for one out of the two particular. You can follow us on Instagram at Spoon Mob. We're on all the other social media, but mainly use Instagram. We'll throw up kind of a post on TikTok in advance uh, before an episode comes out. Check out our YouTube channel. All our episodes go up on our YouTube channel week after they hit all the podcast apps. So if YouTube's your preferred player, you can find everything there too as well. You can subscribe to the channel so you get alerted as the new episodes come out, what have you. Kind of same deal with the podcast apps. Make sure to follow, subscribe so all the new episodes drop straight in your feed. Google Podcast, as I mentioned previously, is being merged with YouTube Music. They said sometime in 2024, but who knows? It could be sooner. Uh, so if you use Google Podcasts, you might want to start looking at a different podcast app or player or what have you, because that will eventually being go away unless you use YouTube Music. And I'm sure I don't really know much about YouTube Music, but I'm guessing it requires a paid subscription to it. If I had to, you know, just throw that out there, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but it's very unlikely in this day and age. But so, yeah, you, any podcast app, we're on all of them, though. So check us out there. Follow, subscribe, whatever the button says. Check out the website, spoonmob.com. Put a bunch of different photos up there from different restaurants we've been to. So all of our guests have their individual page, links to the episode, contact information on social media, or to follow them on Instagram, all that stuff. And uh, we put uh, different photos in there too as well also kind of some updates since they last been on the podcast we throw in there too as well as kind of a timeline thing so all the pages are in order so top of the page is going to be most recent episode that we recorded and then kind of the oldest all the way down at the bottom there so and there's a master list too as well so if you just want to go in order because you know somebody returned to the podcast and jumped kind of to the top of the page and you're just trying to find the order and not have to go through 
loading like on apple Podcasts. i think it loads like maybe 10 and then you have to click more and then it loads like another 10 and you have to click more you can just go to the master list on the website it'll have all the episodes there too as well corresponding number link to them all that good stuff but without any further updates or delays here is an update conversation with chef kevin cottrell of machete and yokai in greensboro north carolina so since the last time you were on this podcast Earlier this year, Yokai has officially opened. Uh, you guys opened about a week ago. Did some soft openings at the beginning of the month. And I think you opened last Thursday or Friday, essentially. So basically one weekend through. How'd the grand opening go? It was rocky. I mean, you know, with ABC hold up. We're in an ABC state. So the state regulates who can sell alcohol. And it's a whole permitting process. Um, so our first kind of soft opening week, we didn't have any alcohol. So we just had food and like a couple mocktails and, you know, obviously alcohol is kind of the driving force for sales and, you know, uh, keeping all your costs in check. So, uh, that, that was a little annoying other than that, you know, it's just kind of figuring out our, our systems and the flow of things. Uh, this week's been great though. Um, full cocktail beer menu and everything i think the last round of like japanese beer showed up yesterday so i think we're starting to get into a flow of things this week so with the abc approval thing because i think you posted on instagram that didn't come until like a couple hours like before the grand opening right yeah which means that you know once they say all right you can legally sell alcohol now then it's like all right well we got to get the deliveries in and all that. So all of our vendors were kind of just, you know, waiting for the the green light to send us alcohol. Uh, and luckily now we can do like a local pickup at the ABC liquor stores. So the, as soon as we got it in, we were able to place an order with ABC and go pick it up. But yeah, it was just kind of like uh, when we're closed and that way we can, you know, streamline the whole process everything shows up tuesday and in, in good time and we can have everything ready by the time we open that's that's not what happened how are the people there might have been a few that were a little less than understanding of how soft and grand openings of businesses go absolutely and, and you're always going to get people who just absolutely have no idea how restaurants work also and I, i've noticed too opening restaurants in greensboro there's always like a set of people who We'll never be regulars at any restaurant, maybe at Chili's or something, you know, but they're always the people to be first in line at a grand opening for any restaurant food concept. And then they never go back, whether they like it or not. It's like their thing is kind of just going to new openings, checking it out and judging it based on their first experience. And then, you know, and that's it. You'll never see them again, whether they liked it or not. It's like a weird thing. I think it's like a hobby. So we definitely got a lot of those people who, you know, they, I, I feel like they did the same thing with Machete and all the other places that have opened up. And yeah, and then we had some people that were just really impatient. They expected to, even though there's a line out the door, they expected to be sat immediately and, you know, pampered and taken care of. And we're just not that place. And we were just too busy to feed them. So, you know, go online and post a bad review. Did you have any, you know, regulars from Machete come over for the grand opening? Absolutely. Yeah. And they've been super patient because they get it, you know, they get what we're trying to build here. And I mean, I, I think the biggest frustration with people was literally like that we were too busy to seat people. And it's like, I don't really know how you get mad at that. That means it's probably going to be good whenever you eventually do sit down to eat. So, 
When you guys did the soft opening earlier this month, what was like the one thing that the soft opening helped like correct or streamline or pointed out like a gap that you didn't know was there? I mean, you know, it's a brand new kitchen. So figuring out kind of how we want to work expo in the past, that was a big thing because, you know, we assumed that, you know, whoever's running the lawn would kind of inside expo and then the servers would be able to just come pick up food when it's done, you know, mark off the ticket on their end. And that's not how it went at all. We, we found that we definitely need someone, you know, directing, standing there, directing servers and all that. Um, but it was very controlled, you know, is invite only. Uh, so one night we just invited like service industry people. One night we just invited some of our favorite like machete regulars, people who've been there since day one. Uh, so it was very controlled. You know, we didn't ever have anybody like rushing the door. Um, it, you know, we were able to control the pace of things. And so, it, you know, if there was a huge fuck up, it's like nobody's going to notice. You know, we we plan for that in advance. When you're getting the team ready before you guys open, did you do any like training at Machete or have any of them come into the kitchen there before you could get them into the kitchen over at the new spot? Uh, I would say three of our employees, one of them being my chef de cuisine here at Yokai, already worked at Machete for uh, one of our guys has been with me since before Machete, and he moved over here. Uh, our chef de cuisine, Sam, worked with us at Machete for about a year um, before I approached him for, you know, upper management. And then, you, you know, we did the pop-ups for Yokai at Machete, too. I think we did four pop-ups, Yokai nights there. So everybody got to be a little hands-on with the food we were going to be serving, obviously in a different setting, Totally different line equipment set up, but um, we we definitely had a lot of time for people to learn what we're serving, learn the concept, and kind of learn the processes for things. So with kind of the inside, there's like a ramen bar area, right? There's kind of your classic bar. There's some high top tables and there's like some booths. So the entire menu is available. Like even if you're sitting at the ramen bar, you're not locked into ramen, right? You can order whatever you want. You're not locked into anything. I mean, we'll do full menu. Um, eventually, we'll get to like a late night with a limited menu just so we can kind of get staff out of here and we don't have a whole crew, you know, work until 1 a.m. But uh, for now, you know, anywhere you sit, it's full menu. With the menu, I was looking at it. It's bigger than I think most people would think or assume. Like, I mean, it's a sizable menu. Like you have different, there's like four different categories. I think it's like small plates, which are like skewers, bow buns there's bigger items like an add-on section and then like a couple dessert options so i know it's still early but what so far has been the biggest surprise seller like you put it on the menu but you weren't sure how it's going to do and it's just kind of like now just like oh i can't believe everybody's ordering that or honestly that part is exactly what we thought it would be which is the ramen i mean i, th I think the other night we sold probably 85 orders of ramen which is a lot for like our size and the amount of people we had in. I think every table got at least two ramens. That and the fried chicken is like going to be the biggest seller for sure. So we kind of expected that. Those are like our hitters, you know. I would say no surprises with anything else. So with the ramen, are you guys doing different variations? So pork, the chicken, or is it all based off one? You know, a lot of people are like assuming we're a ramen bar, assuming we're a Japanese restaurant. And, you know, we we want to make it clear 
especially with how the menu is that, you know, we're not a ramen bar. We're not trying to be a ramen bar. We're not trying to be a Japanese, you know, restaurant. I mean, we have tater tots with queso on the menu. So we're trying to be as untraditional as possible. But that being said, you know, we're modeled after a Japanese izakaya. That's kind of the concept that we're going for, which would serve a lot of different things outside of Japanese food. But the way that I built the menu was I want to have, you know, one hitter of of everything on the menu. So I don't want to have multiple ramens. I want to have one solid ramen, you know, one solid Korean fried chicken. I don't want to get too crazy with like options and stuff like that because I just don't think we have the capacity for that. The ramen broth that's on right now is modeled after a traditional tonkatsu broth, which is a pork python style broth where it's like super emulsified from just boiling the shit out of pork bones. Uh, I didn't want to eliminate people who can't have pork. So I kind of came up with a way to do that with chicken. And what we do is we make like a really rich blonde chicken broth. And then we take chicken skins and cook them in the chicken broth. And then we blend the shit out of them in a Vitamix. And it creates this like emulsion. And it actually looks very similar to the, you know, that white milky tenkatsu style broth. Uh, and that's, it's exactly what we were going for. Um, and that way it doesn't exclude people who don't eat pork. And so I think, I think it's a solid opening, you know, kind of ramen broth to have. Is there anything not on the menu yet that will be like something that didn't make it due to the tight timeline of opening? So like either you couldn't get ingredients or you weren't completely sold on like putting it on there yet? I would say we, we really wanted to do uh, karage which is like, you know, Japanese popcorn chicken. Um, and yeah, we just weren't happy with anything that we were working on. So we just decided to skip it for now. Um, I, I want it to be reminiscent of like some of the best stuff I've had. And, and I played with a lot of different starches and stuff. And, and we we're also just so rushed and busy with opening and all that. I'm like, I'm not going to just rush it and put it on to have it on. What's the reason for all the pricing ending in 77 cents? It's a sign of luck in Japan. I knew there was something to it because it's like every single thing is ending in 77 cents. It's funny too. We had a lot of um, our Korean community in Greensboro, you know, pushing for us to do a Korean grand opening, which is you basically do a whole roasted pig's head and put it on display for everyone. And it's like, it, it's known to bring good luck to your business. Um, and, you know, we... We weren't capable of doing that. I don't think the health department would have liked that either, just having a pig's head on display. But um, but yeah, I mean, I do love the idea of that. Another big section of kind of the menu is the sake section. There's somewhere around 10 to 15 different ones. And there's a couple of box ones and whatnot. But how has the reception been to the sake list, which is something that people, I feel like, have to seek out. Like you, Even if you see sake on a menu, I think a lot of people don't understand exactly what it is. So... It's something that you have to like want to try, I feel like. So how has the reception for that portion been? Yeah. So uh, similar to Machete, you know, we, we any concept that we do, we want to bring something new to Greensboro. And we also want to educate people on ingredients that we love, things like that. We just don't feel like there's enough places doing that. Um, it's also a known fact in Greensboro. It's like you have to have a wine list. Whatever you open, whatever concept it is, you've got to have a wine list. And so we, we saw sake as a way to, for one, it pairs with all of our food. And two, it's a way to educate people that there's more out there. 
Um, we've got a great price range. So the same as any wine list, you know, you can get it by the glass, by the bottle. Um, and we want to educate people. So, you know, our servers are going to be trained to, you know, if you were feeling like a Chardonnay, you know, today with like your ramen broth or whatever, try this sake. It's great price, price point. It's got that kind of buttery mouthfeel that you'd be looking for, but it's, it's a sake and, and you might love it. Um, and that's kind of our approach to it. Do people so far, have they come in with a basic understanding of it or is it a lot more like Q&A, like I'm interested in this, but like, what is this? It's There's a lot of interest and a lot of, you know, people that don't know anything about sake, but are super interested in trying something more than like, you know, the hot sake you get at like P.F. Chang's or whatever. Um, you know, we, we give those options and it's kind of like, you know, the first time that I was exposed to like the world of sake, I, I was mind blown. I didn't know that it was so complex and so similar to like the wine world. You know, I, I, before that I had only had like, you know, like the shitty hot or like cold fake apple flavored sake you get at like, kind of like the, the lower end sushi places. And so the first time I had like an unfiltered sake that was more high quality, I, I was like blown away. Future events. Uh, I know you guys just opened, but any thoughts on any events that you guys all have, you know, down the road, whether it's guests, DJ or music theme nights or, or any thoughts? We haven't really talked about that yet. I would love to see since this is our more casual concept and we've got a great patio. Um, one of my buddies, uh, he's also been probably my longest ramen regular he runs like a local house party kind of group. So they do like house music and they put on big events and stuff. And I'm sure he's going to reach out wanting to do something like that on our patio. Uh, I think like seven years ago, the first time I ever like served ramen in Greensboro was he, he wanted to do house music and ramen. And we sold, we sold out every time we did it. Uh, he's been kind of like my longest supporter for, for doing something like this. So I think that'd be a fun, fun little thing that we could do maybe once a month. As long as this goes well, you know, it's still early, but as long as kind of the first few months, first few years go, is this a concept that you can replicate, would feel comfortable replicating in different markets? Like, like multiple locations? I think so. And I've also thought about the idea of maybe down the road, we do have like a, a food truck that serves like maybe some staples of yokai. I, I think our Korean fried chicken is going to like pop off. I think it's going to be super popular. Um, so I could see us just having like a Korean fried chicken truck or maybe just like ramen and Korean fried chicken, something like that. I could definitely see us having like a food truck or, or even just a food truck that we use to do like uh, events and caterings and stuff like that. Going on at Machete, you guys are hiring now because uh, I think it's the theater season is back, right? So you're hiring for both front and back of house. Yes, uh, that has been my biggest stress lately is just getting people in the door. And, uh, you know, we offer competitive pay and all that. I just think, man, it's like it looks like everyone is having the same issue right now. But it's like even when we do get somebody in, it's like, you know, they just kind of dip out at 630 and disappear. We don't hear from them again. It's tough. It's really tough that the outreach, you know, people looking for you know, restaurant jobs is, is tough right now. But if somebody wanted to apply, you know, even in possibly inquire about like a stage or something, what's the email they should submit a resume to? 
they can do Kevin at machetegso.com or they can do careers. Um, it's all on our website too. There's, there's a link for it for, for jobs. So yeah. And I mean, I, if I get an email, someone inquiring about a job, I mean, you get a stage as soon as you want it. Um, we do a paid stage as well. Um, and I, I'll pretty much hire anyone that says, I want to work for you. We're just kind of to that point. And I'm like, I, even if you don't have experience, you know, we're, we have really good leadership team. They train and build you up and find that perfect spot for you. And Yokai is open Tuesday through Saturday, walk-ins only, no reservations, 4 p.m. until whenever. This week, we decided to switch it to 5 p.m., and yeah, it's just, we're on kind of a till schedule right now because we just, you know, there, there's no way to to anticipate the business we're going to do with, you know, being so new. Um, once things settle down, we'll have some more set in stone hours. But right now it's like, you know, at nine o'clock, I think one night we had like 30 people walking in the door at nine. And then last night, you know, we were, we, we made the call. We were pretty much, we had done a lot of business, but at nine o'clock we were, we were ready to close it down so is that because like they were coming over from like the theater or something that got just got out of a show or whatever yeah and um i think the show last night ended at like 10 p.m so that that's probably why you know i guess people were still in the show or whatever but it yeah it, it definitely is going to de- be dependent on tanger events and stuff like that too well it sounds like you know an awesome concept Saw some pictures and stuff on Instagram, so looks cool. Congratulations on the opening. The funny thing is there is somebody else who we had in this podcast out in San Francisco. They opened uh, a bar. A restaurant called Yoko? Yep, Mark Zimmerman. So it's it's out in San Francisco. So it's just fun. You guys both opened like at the same time, which is kind of funny. But yeah, they kind of similar situation. They were doing pop-ups at the restaurant and everything. Um, it's kind of more of a, a Japanese like hi-fi bar uh, is kind of what it's based around from what he was telling me. So... Yeah, I hope everything continues to run smoothly and um, looking forward to, I guess right now we have a trip planned to the Carolinas next year at some point. So now that you're open, good luck with getting everything kind of sorted and, and figured out. And uh, yeah, we'll be watching. Let us know if you need anything. Um, try and support you as much as we can, but otherwise uh, we should hopefully be seeing you soon sometime next year. Awesome. That sounds good. Well, thanks for having me on. A big thanks again to Kevin for coming back on the podcast. A big thanks to Tess for helping coordinate uh, with Kevin's schedule and everything is to kind of fit this in as they're opening a brand new concept, pretty much right around the same area as the original concept machete and going through soft opening, grand opening, figuring all that stuff out. As you mentioned, you know, figuring out how they're going to get liquor as soon as they get approved, all this stuff. So we kind of fit this right, you know, threading the needle. So shout out to Tess for helping coordinate everything. But again, Follow them on Instagram at Kevin Cottrell is Kevin's handle and also at Machete GSO and at Yokai GSO. Our handle is at Spoon Mob. You can check out our website as well. In addition to Machete's or Yokai's. Uh, Machete, you can make reservations. Uh, Yokai is, uh, I believe, still walk-in only. You can check out our website in addition to theirs, SpoonMob.com. Make sure to follow, subscribe to the podcast, whatever preferred app, player, website you use to consume podcasts. So you get all the latest episodes and new ones and updates. But that is it for this mini update episode. New episode will drop on Thursday too as well. So appreciate everybody who's listening. 
double episode week here as we get towards the end of the year, but appreciate everybody's support. Appreciate everybody who voted for us for the best community partner award too, as well with the Ohio restaurant association, their industry awards. So I will let you guys know what comes of that. If anything does, but uh, appreciate everybody who was able to throw a vote our way or whatever. Awesome to kind of see that kind of materialize and be nominated and have people kind of uh, help support us. So we always try and support everybody as much as we can as well. So it's a pretty awesome community and pretty awesome experience to have people uh, kind of doing that blindly too as well. So, but that is it for this mini update episode and we will talk to you guys on Thursday.